hopefully with these conversations, we can help change people's mindsets and show them that burn is really possible. Like I'm really doing like I'm not telling you because it sounds good. I'm telling you because I'm doing it, like mm. legit. Yeah. Every time we close, we're gonna talk about it. Like we're gonna show you that it's possible. Not bragging, but, but I break down the deals. I tell you what it cost me and what it cost my partner, or if I did it by myself, however it is, even if I have two or three partners, I still got it done. But I'm just yeah. saying, like you can do it. Like even if you don't have the capital to do it, then it's your job to go get the information. Get mm -hmm. all the information. So therefore, your partner with the capital don't have to do anything if they don't want to because now we're on equal footing you because the, i'm bringing all the information again yeah you bring I'm the knowledge, the knowledge again, and the right. right and you bring the capital to get it done or you bring the knowledge and the connections and get it done or you know how to manage a project and get it done but like dude saying they can't get in like um i do that man i'm like bro there's so many ways to get in the game like anytime you want bro like i'm out here in the job so I pull up on it I have conversations with you all day. I built this me, brick by brick. Welcome to Brick by Brick, where we discuss different ways for you to build your empire, one brick at a time. We discuss everything from real estate, e-commerce, stocks, crypto, and more. Whether you're an entrepreneur, working a nine to five, or in the streets, Brick by Brick is here to help you get to the next level. Let's go. All right, yo, yo, what up? Welcome to episode four of the Brick by Brick podcast. My name is Steph, a.k.a. Steph is Dope. Uh, the Dope stands for Driven on Positive Energy. And I got my big brother Greg here. Talk to the people, man. What's going on, y'all? Happy yeah. Friday. Happy Friday, yeah. It's not our, <laughs> usual, not our usual recording day, you know what I'm saying? We'll be getting it in. You already know, man. Can't stop, won't stop, brick by brick. So, um, so yeah, man. So, first of all, big bro, how you doing, man? How you feeling? I'm blessed and highly favored, bro. Can't complain. How are you? I'm good. Like you said, another day, another dollar, another day above ground, man. We blessed. You know what I mean? Um, right, right. Yo, actually, I was thinking about, I think we, I don't know if we spoke about it. I think we spoke about it yesterday. But um, it's always, uh, it's always amusing when people who know us separately, like, find out that we're actually brothers. Like, that shit is tight because it's like, it's cool that, like, both of us are, are doing our thing. And at the same time, like our solid individuals that that niggas notice from different shit, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's always cool, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of my homeboys, I was like, uh, "Yeah, that's my little brother," and he was like, "Oh, it makes sense now. I can see it." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. That's dope, man. Good energy out here, man." So um, but even though I was talking about it yesterday on Twitter. I was like, "Man, like." Uh, I mean, uh, you already know, like we we grant, so it's important. To, I mean, like when we come from a from a from a very strong name, our, our pops' name was also solid in the in the world as well, and, and very well respected. So you know, I feel like we're just carrying on tradition. But um, down here in South Florida, like there's something that we call keeping your face clean. I don't, I don't know if they use the term up in Maryland and DC. So I learned that on that vacation. Yeah, and yeah. Like nah, right? Like they don't use it up here. But yeah, I learned that down there. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to keep a clean face. I mean, we yeah. kind of say it, but not the way they do in South Florida. Mm, yeah, yeah. But, but basically, for those y'all who don't know, man, um, down here in South Florida, basically what keeping your face clean means is like, yo, keeping your reputation right, keeping your reputation solid. Um, I mean, people, people use terms like face card and whatever, whatever. But long story short, it's like, yo, keeping a solid name because not only do, not only do you stand on your name when you want to have a, you want to maintain a good reputation, but also that your reputation can reflect on your siblings, your parents, 
your, you know what I'm saying, your, your spouse, you know what I'm saying, whoever, your children and, and different mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know what I mean? So definitely keep your face clean, keep your name clean and stand solid on what you stand on and represent your last name and make sure that lives on and proceeds, you know what I mean? So that's some, that's some yeah. Um, do good business, because it's good. funny. Mm-hmm. Do good business, like my homegirl, I think she's in Central Florida, if I'm not mistaken, but she moved from New York and moved to Central Florida. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, buy a house, buy a rental property. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So anyway, she decided to do it. So we helped her through the process. And so, you know what I'm saying? I put her in my lenders and they was kind of shaky at first when they was talking to her. I mean, they approved her, they pre-approved her, mm-hmm. but she just got a house on a contract. And now, now they're asking all the important questions. I mean, financially, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're good, but can you really do it? Yeah. And they were a little leery. And I mean, when she dropped my name, he was like, okay, mm-hmm. great, great, all right, cool, 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 yeah. cool. Yeah. I feel comfortable now. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? Like she hit me, he's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like your name, good out here. I'm like, gotta just keep a clean face and do good business. Mm-hmm. Really and, and it's funny because I'm glad you mentioned that because I totally forgot to mention that, but that's a big part of it. I mean, I was talking about it from a life perspective and a semi-street perspective, not really, because we ain't even really, you know what I'm saying? We ain't even on that, but that's really what it's about, man. Like, if you got a good name in business and a good reputation, you can continue to do good business and that extends to your friends and family as well. You know what I mean? And that's why, I mean, for those of y'all who are listening, we probably said it a bunch of times, but the, the, the purpose of this podcast is to not only impart a bunch of game on business and, 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 and all that, but it's about helping folks transition from whether, whether they got a job that they hate and they want to get into investing in business and building their own thing, or they're in the streets and they trying to be in the streets no more. And they want to get into something legal and legit, like that's, that's what it's about. So like, so for those of y'all who are, who are, who might be in the street and you might be scamming or whatever, like that's cool. It's not really cool because you can't, at the end of the day, like you run out of scams, you run out of people to scam. And once you got that on you, it's like that, that makes you almost less trustworthy. So keep your name clean, keep your face clean, because that, 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 that makes your earning potential infinite. You know what I mean? So when you're out here doing bad business, there's a, there's, there's a limit on that. You know what I mean? That, that ends one way or another. So keep your name clean, keep your face clean, do good business. And that's what it's about, man. So yeah, man. I, I, I know yeah. homeboy is that like, like it's my like my homies mm-hmm. and like, i hear about them out you know, so i hear about them in the streets and i'm like mm, it's my dog like i know you forever but do yeah. i really want to do business with you because you might try to snake me like you snaked up man and then me you got a real problem so let's just not let's not know? even go there it's not even right, right. let's just yeah not. yeah but that's just in business i mean that's anything bro like you got to keep a clean face and mm-hmm. you got to have principles and stand on it like i was telling my son actually about like not even an hour ago. Um, I don't remember what he did. It was something petty. But of course, I got him back. And I was like, mm-hmm. yo, bro, I live on principle. Like, <laughs> man, I ain't got no principles, a whole scumbag. So yeah. yeah, you're like, damn, that was like a while ago and I'm petty for getting you back. But bro, principle alone, I had to. Yep, yep. You know, yeah, he had to, yeah, you're right. He had to learn that lesson. You know what right. I mean? So that's real, man. That's real. So. Uh, that, that was your that was your free game to start the episode with. So we're gonna we're gonna get into the real uh the real potatoes and all that. I don't want to say you know what I'm saying meat and potatoes could be about that, but um <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying. So yeah. So so, so we're gonna get to the real meat and potatoes of the show, man. So um this episode, I mean, 
it's a couple of things that we want to touch on, man. But whether it's, we're gonna start with the real estate, then get to some mindset stuff, and also just putting out that good energy and paying it forward. You know what I mean? So, big bro, you just closed on a spot like two nights ago, right? So right. I definitely want to hear about that. But also, folks always talk about what they've been doing and they've been in a game. And, and at this point, it's like it's almost like second nature. But a lot of people don't get to hear how it started, like how like how it all began. You know what I mean? So definitely like, yo, let's talk about your first deal. And we can discuss some of your some of the other real estate deals and then all and, and essentially like let us know how this one kind of came about. Um, all right, so I closed, yeah, I closed in like two days ago. Yeah, it's like, you're right. But, um, we found it on the, well, I found it on the MLS and, um, I kind of, my sister kept saying she wanted to get in, but she was kind of bluffing. So I forced her hand. I'm like, yo, bro, I got a house. We about to buy it. I'm not buying it by myself. This is what it's going to cost us, man. Let's go. And, you know, she was a little hesitant at first, but once we closed, or closing day, she's like really excited, like, yo, like, um, we got done signing papers about 8.30 or so. Mm-hmm. And she was like, all right, we got one down. And then you know I'm saying, I looked up, I'm like, yeah, a hundred more to go, let's get it. Mm-hmm. So now like she's in. And yeah. I know how it'd be when you first start. It's like, you get a little nervous and you wonder if you can really do it. And if you're gonna have all the money, get it done. But once you get going, it's kind of snowball effect. Cause mm-hmm. that's just how it worked with my first property. like. I bought it and <clears throat> the neighbor said it sat for like six years with like two holes in the roof and it rained in there for like two years to the point where he would go f- patch the roof in the summertime just so because it's a semi-detached so that yeah. his basement won't get flooded and um so I bought it we had to gut it um I bought that house I think for 65,000 uh used hard money my first deal so of course pause but i was getting raped straight up like 20 percent down 14 percent interest and like three or four points but i mean it's somewhat standard but bruh like it's high you know what i'm saying yeah um off that sixty-five thousand closing cost special on 20 percent, i came to the table with like twenty six thousand dollars, 26 and some change i believe it was and then we got in there we got to work and first thing i did was the roof because of course it's raining in there so gotta fix that first um, first crew of guys were, I try to give, like, I consciously went into it figuring that I'm going to spend the money regardless. So let me try to spend it within my community mm-hmm. and try to keep the money in our community a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, sad to say the guys that I did hire, um, one of them was pretty skilled. The other one was okay. Um, they and I like I'll bring a guy in here and there and tonight to give him a hand. It's like three dudes, plus I was there most of the time helping them out, but they would drink a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would show up and I'm paying you, like I'm paying you a piece rate or day rate. And China, some people say piece rate, but anyway, I'm paying you by the day. And I'll show up and you drunk off beer and half the work ain't done. So you know the old me kind of come out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like kind of get them in line. And it, 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 I mean, it was a little stressful, but it was worth every minute because all the mistakes I made in that project, I learned from the next project and kept going and kept going because I'm going in. One, I'm 
trying to get it done fast so I can get to the next one, but I'm not pulling the permits I'm supposed to pull. Mm-hmm. Bro, I don't even know I need to pull permits. You know what I'm saying? Because like mm-hmm. I really came off of two months of binging Bigger Pocket podcasts, like every episode I could find just to learn. And then I went out and tried. Like I just jumped off. And um, so like I didn't pull any building permits. Um, I didn't, I did some electrical work, but I didn't pull a permit for it. I mean, I don't know if I needed one. The um, all the trash, I didn't you know what I'm like I didn't get a dumpster. Like mm-hmm. I just piled everything up in the backyard. The neighbors mm-hmm. started complaining. And um the neighbors would complain and then the city rode through and saw it and they find me, but then they put a stop work order, which is my first and only. I, I, I ha- like I have no plans to get another stop work order. Yeah, so yeah. they put a stop work order on the property because I had no permits. And it's a like, like, bro, it was a gang of trash out back. Like I gutted the entire house and just put it out back. And then that's another mistake because now I got to pay the guys twice. I got to pay them to take it out and put it down. Then I got to pay them to put it in a dumpster and clean that mess up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like everything, so like he learned, like I was learning every mistake I made, I learned from. Um, so I got the guys in line for the most part. And um, I had to stop order lifted. <laughs> Even before I had to stop order lifted. So, you know, being outside, you just go around things. Like you tell me I can't come in the front door, but I'm coming through the back. Like you're trying to, what are you talking about? Pause. Yeah. And, um, yeah, bro, that's not crazy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we got to stop work order while the guys were there working that day. And I was in D.C. at the office. So I leave the office and I go up there and I see the stop work order. I'm like, damn, I don't know what to do. So I bet I call the number tomorrow. But I know I need to get done in three months. So I'm like, yo, bro, put this cardboard over the window and keep working. Mm-hmm. And we just did that for like a week until they came out. Because if not, like I would, I think they came out like two weeks later, something like that, but I would have lost two weeks. Yeah. Like, I, like, I ain't even allowed to know about it. Like I low key kept working. Mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't have, but I'm learning. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta get it done. I need to get to the next property. So um, the guy came out, we sorted everything out and um, we kept working. And um, he wanted to, it's weird. So I didn't know that you needed a permit to put in a new air conditioning unit. I didn't put one in, mm-hmm. but because the one that was there was never registered, they had me, ha- like I had to deal with that problem. So yeah, you know, exactly. I went through that process. So like, that's why I said now, um, I pull all my permits. Like I literally just pulled my building permit for the project I'm working on now. All the subs, they pull their own permits. So, but, and even in that process, like I learned how to be my own general contractor. So if, even if you don't want to work for anyone anymore, you don't necessarily have to swing a hammer. You just have to know how to manage the project. And that's when I started learning my first and second projects is when I really started learning how to manage projects and um, kind of keep it on track. And I mean, it's a skill set. So you ain't got to go work for nobody. You can actually work for yourself. Just make sure you pay yourself because most guys, I know I'm kind of off topic, but most guys, like most people start a business and they look at the business, the money the business bring in as their money. And technically it kind of is. But if you're not like literally cutting yourself a check and paying taxes, it's not really showing that you're employed. Then that affects you when you go to get a loan or you go to refinance or whatever you go to do. So just kind of remember to cut yourself a check, pay yourself. 
No matter what you're doing, just pay yourself. Yeah, pay yourself first, too. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't cash your check most of the time, just pay yourself because, I mean, it's on record. Like, pay your taxes mm-hmm. and keep your stubs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you file your tax at the end of the year and like you're on track. But, um, so, um, yeah, like, the hardest part in that process was keeping them guys on track and keeping them working. Like, and I didn't want to get rid of them because... I intentionally wanted to try to help them. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew them. I knew one of them from like back in the day, grind away and all of that. So I kind of wanted to keep working. Um, I learned on my third project that, bro, like this ain't going to work because I used the same guys on the second project and I had to end up firing one of them. Um, and then end up firing both of them. But um, the hardest part of that project was keeping it together. Um, understanding how the draws work because most hard money companies are going to give you like three or four draws. And you have to start the project yourself. Once you get started and going, then you show that you've done a certain amount of work. Then they will come in. You know, I mean, then they will inspect, give you a draw. And I also have to learn to keep my street mentality out of business. Because I remember um, we demoed like 90% of the house. And every time you walked in, we still smelled mold. I couldn't figure out where it's coming from not knowing that two closets that bumped up to each other didn't get demoed. Mm-hmm. So um, the inspector came through when I was like maybe 50%, like I was about 50% through the project and he came through to make sure everything was on point before they gave me my next draw. Yeah. And, and I didn't have time to wait for him. So he came in, he did his recording and the bank called me and was like, yo, we're not going to give you a draw because you didn't do X, Y, Z. I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? So they sent me the video. And of course, you you see the guy walking around the house and he's giving his comments. But you just saw me like two days ago and you smiled in my face. Mm-hmm. And then now you're kicking my back in. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I had made up that when I see him, I'm going to slap him. <laughs> that's, but that's terrible business practice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's a good thing I didn't run into him until I calmed down because I thought that was wild disrespectful. But in yeah. business, none of that really matters. Like, he wasn't wrong. I wasn't where I needed to be to get paid. Mm-hmm. I had to understand that fact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, um, yeah I was all in at 26000 By the time the project was done, I bought the place for sixty five. I put forty in the rehab, so I was all in at one ten. When I was done, the ARV was one seventy five. So I did a cash out refinance for. 127 and I made back the money I put in. I didn't like I didn't make a profit, but I technically got a free house. Yeah. Mortgage ended up being eight hundred dollars a month. I put a tenant in there, paying sixteen hundred dollars a month over a four-year period. I wasn't losing. And I just mm-hmm. took that money and rolled it into the next project. And it just kind of became a snowball effect where I'm just knocking them down or like you know what I'm saying, just like one at a time. And like even now, um, what I've learned it, I mean, I've learned this a long time ago, but I've actually put it into practice in real estate where 50% of something is better than 100% of nothing. So I'm cool with partnering. Like we closed on the house Wednesday. I partnered with my sister and um, my brother-in-law. I'm closing on another house Monday coming. Yeah, so in like four days, I'm closing on another property. For three days, I'm closing on another property. And I partnered with my other brother, but they, they um, like, this is the first time in this space. 
So I'm gonna help you walk through the process and we own 50% of the deal. So I'm not ha- like my expense is like, it's, it's easier to carry with more than one person, but then I'm still making money. You still making money. So it's a good deal. Okay. And I mean, I partner with anybody I want to partner because we're going to get these deals done one way or another. I mean, I do it by myself, but if you want to partner, bro, I'm not going to tell you no. Yeah. Like, let's grow. Let's get it. Yeah. Like, it's more than enough out here for everybody. Facts. Super facts. Yeah. Super facts. That's dope. So, damn. So you kind of gave us a breakdown of your first couple deals and, and really how you, you know what I'm saying, and really tied into how you got this one. I also love how, I know you were saying it was off topic, but it's actually perfectly on topic because you got to break down not only what was going on throughout the process, but also what your mindset was and, and really kind of, you know what I'm saying, coming like really like where, 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 you're, where the street side met with the business side and having the youngs kind of overcome that, which is a major key. So, I mean, and I, I feel like that's why folks are tapping into this, to this conversation anyway, too, because I feel like a lot of folks are going to try to mix, you know what I'm saying, street thinking with business thinking and those things like oil and water, they really don't mix. You know what I mean? So I no. think that that was, yeah, that was, a, that was a definitely a major key, man. So, and um, I mean, even, even, the, even the part about having like 50% of something is better than hundred percent of nothing, because a lot of folks are always like me, 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 I want to own this, own that. But if whatever you're doing isn't really of value and, and, and you ain't being got nobody else to add value or even think about things or add perspectives to it, then you, you, you got hundred percent of nothing. And like, what's the point of that? You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I, see, major I, see, bro, I seen too many people do that. Like, man, I ain't working with him because bro, then you ain't gonna get no work done. Mm-hmm. It's just really that simple. So you'd rather get no work done than share whatever you got going on. Yeah. And that's part of the problem half the time. So that's why I, like, I consciously make sure I do as much as I can to help who I can. Like mm-hmm. I've learned that it don't cost me nothing to pour into people mm-hmm. and expect nothing in return. But the crazy thing is God in the universe is going to always come back in a positive mm-hmm. way every single time. So mm-hmm. just pouring to people and don't expect nothing back in return. Like, um, I'm gonna tell you about that in a little bit, but even with like the street aspect of it, mm-hmm. like we come from where as a man, you say something, you stand on that. You know what I mean? We ain't writing no contracts. If I tell you I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. And that's that. And if it's not done, depending on what the situation is, then it could lead to something else. So we stand on what we say. That's not business, bro. Like mm-hmm. you sign a contract, you stick to that contract. So whatever you like, whatever you negotiate is what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And these people ain't your friend. And they and they don't owe you any form of respect. Well, they will respect you, but if someone disrespects you, you gotta understand that, bro. They're civilians. They don't understand, they don't come from the places we we like we've come from where you're dying over disrespect. You dying over somebody stepping on your shoe, you dying over somebody saying something stupid to you. Like people lose their life for those little petty things, which we 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 as a people need to get past, but that's just the reality of what it is. But you can't take that mentality in the business. Like you can't walk around slapping everybody. You can't, it just, it just doesn't work. And I've learned that. And like, I, like I try to tell Jesus that even like when we're talking to the lawyer, I'm like, yo, bro, you gotta understand he's a civilian. So for him, this is just normal because it's okay for someone to do you something and you call the police on them and tell them, Hey, that guy did me that. Cause like they didn't live by that code. So it's okay for him to tell you, Hey, it's okay to tell. Like if you know somebody, tell on them because they yeah. don't think like for them it's not wrong because they like that's not where they come from. Yeah. But my time on earth has taught me that, yo, bro, it's two different worlds. And like you can take like what they gave us was hustling. Hustling yeah. is business, period. Like it's a numbers game, 
real estate, like it's all numbers. So you can take that aspect of it into your transition, trucking, like whatever it is, like it's all numbers. Like if the numbers add up, if this, if this is going 600 miles and it's going to cost you 450 in fuel and they're paying you $4,000, the math work. So do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same, like that, that aspect of it is the same business, but the disrespect and not tolerating certain things. And, and I'm not saying you're supposed to go into business and be soft, but you have to be smart. It's a difference. Cause if I had slapped that guy, right. He's not from outside. And so the first thing I'll do is call the police and I, and I'm going to catch a charge and I can't go tell them, Oh, but it's a principle. Don't care about your principle. They ain't hearing that. Yeah. Bro, hold this yeah, Mr. Me, man. It's like, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. It don't make no sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, we I mean, think about that. I mean, I think it, it was something that you told me a while back, too. It was like, yo, dog, like, the street scene's for everybody. That's why they make sidewalks. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's a very real thing. And I feel like most mm-hmm. people are on the sidewalk, and they don't know nothing about the streets. So it's like, you just got to move accordingly and be smart and be strategic with how you're moving. You know what I mean? So, and so, and, right. but, but also, too, I think that... um. There's a lot of benefit in that too, because in the street, there's a lot of principle, but I think there's also too much emotion as well. You know what I'm saying? And I think that like business helps you just be a bit more composed and just you gotta be, you gotta move in, in, in different ways. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it kind of helps you become a shrewd businessman. But I wanna shout out Money and Violence, because that's where I got that from. Mm-hmm. Watching Money and Violence, the yeah. whole street for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a dope line, but it's so true. Yeah. And like, even now in my life, bro, I be strolling down the sidewalk with my kids, man. Like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, what am yeah. I doing? The time I get ran over, stay my ass on the sidewalk, right where exactly. I belong. And I'm actually, I'm I, one. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad that you brought up money in Vance and said that because, damn, they should still be making great content. I don't know what happened. Oh, you're it. bugging. They're definitely still making great content. Are they? Are they back with it? I thought it was done. Nah, they don't do money violence no more. They have a new thing called Black that's out. Mm. Um, I haven't seen it since I've been home. Before I went in, they had um, this show called The Spot, which basically the whole premise is just based on this one dude's condo in Brooklyn. Mm. And he took a big L from hustling. And you know what I'm saying? Like the way he's trying to bounce back and this girl telling him, yo, bro, just leave that alone and do something different. Like it's pretty dope. And that, that same guy that wrote and produced all of those, he writes on um, Godfather Holland. Oh, really? Yep. And yeah. another one, he writes on another show as well. So he's really making some moves out here, like yeah. from yeah. the streets, doing what he do. And like from watching it, if you're a dude that's really been outside, if you it's watch awesome. that, you know he ain't bluffing. Like none yeah. of it. Like, you know it. Like a lot of dudes don't know, and this really doesn't matter, but mm-hmm. a lot of dudes don't really know how many grams is in a kilo. A lot of dudes don't know. Yeah. But if you watch it, you hear like he'll tell you. So like mm-hmm. a lot of dudes ain't never really seen a kilo. Mm-hmm. They they say they hustle, but I mean that's neither here nor there. Yeah. We should, yeah. none of us should. But I'm just none saying. Of us like, should. You know, <laughs> but it, yeah. You it can tell really he comes from a real place and he really got some talent. So mm-hmm. anything you're doing, I'm supporting, bro. Straight up. Yeah. That's dope. Um. For, for, first of all, I really got to tap in because I haven't. I've been hearing great things about Godfather of Harlem. I've been hearing great things about BMF. I still need. I still haven't gotten to catch none of them yet. So I need to. I need to sit down for a weekend after I finish some projects and and tap in with those, man, for sure. Bro, you need to get your life. I know, bro. I know. <laughs> I know, man. I know, man. Well, yo, we go. We, we gonna get to that, man. So, um, but you, but you were kind of talking about it, man. Just 
really um pouring into people and kind of paying it forward, which I mean, I feel like I'm a living testament of that. You've definitely poured a lot into me. And I feel and I feel like one, I'm I'm super appreciative. And I definitely I'm saying try to try to play my part to to you know, return the favor whenever I can as well, man. But like, what is your philosophy in regard to that pouring into people? And and especially without expectations, like like like, how did you get to that point? And like what like what is that like for you? I, funny enough, I've always been that way. I like, and I get it from my mother. I believe I get it from my mom. Mm. And the reason I say that is, um, I remember when I was young. Not well. My mom and my sisters—they're always doing and giving and just you know what I'm saying, just always. So I couldn't miss it. But like I remember when we were younger, to keep us out of the streets, my mom used to take us to church all the time. Mm. Like, bruh, bruh, you know the vibe. Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday nights. But like on Saturdays, they had this thing called the benevolent program, where they would um, bag up food for the neighborhood and just give it away. Like people would line up, and we'd be back there bagging up potatoes and donuts and bread and all of that, mm-hmm. vegetables and you know what I'm saying just. Kind of, it was kind of like a conveyor belt type thing, and saying we bagging them up, giving to them clothes, like whatever they needed. And then Sunday nights after church, she would take us down on 14th Street way back in the day, um, and we would give out blankets to the homeless people until like almost midnight. I'm like, yo, bro, I got school in the morning, so you bugging. But yeah. I think a lot of that helped. But and then, bro, that just became who I was, like. Any of the, like anybody to tell you, but if I come across a plug, I'm like, yo, bro, hey man, this what it's hitting for. Mm-hmm. And this one I'm going. Get it together, yeah. let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like I never wanted to be the man and everybody underneath me, bro. Let's all rise together. Mm-hmm. And I just carry that through life. Um, and it's funny because like even now in business, it benefits you so much to just be that person. And I don't know, I think it's a lot of God, but like, example, um, I went to okay so we got this auction in baltimore where you can get appliances like anything windows doors anything you need like building material and mm-hmm. for less than what it'd be at home depot or lowe's or yeah. damn near almost anywhere like brand new stuff so um i went to go get some doors some back doors for the project i'm working on and i ran into this lady in there and i seen her like moving this big window and i'm walk- like i'm literally in a rush i ain't gonna bluff i'm in a rush trying to go get this door Cause I need to drop it off and go pick my son up from school mm. and had like probably 30 something minutes. Um, but I'm not going to walk past you seeing you need help. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, yo, and so you need help. And she's like, yeah. Um, and she was like, um, do you think this window will fit? Uh-uh. I'm like, yeah, that little breaking the wood ain't stopping nothing. I mean, worst case scenario, you got to insulate it. You know what I'm saying, but it should be straight. Mm-hmm. and she was asking about the size i'm like they kind of look the same but i really can't eyeball it yeah and so i asked her, i'm like yo what do you do are you flipping or are you holding and she was like she she's been flipping for about 20 years i was like oh that's dope so i'm telling her about the projects i got coming up ones i'm working on and into whatever she's like yo how you funding that and she's like out your pocket i'm like nah i'm using hard money and she kind of made her face up i'm like what you know about hard money and she's like yeah i just don't use it I was like, okay, so then what you doing? Because yeah, all right, bro, give me game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And just that two seconds of me. So, oh, and then so she so she's telling me she need windows. I'm like, yo, I got a good window guy. I just ordered windows. And I mean, he's custom making them because like I don't know why, bro, but all these windows in the house is like big as I don't know what. Like you can't go to the store and buy them, you gotta make them. 
Yeah. And I was like, yo, it, it didn't cost as much as I thought it would. So he might be able to help. And she's working on flipping DC. Mm. So um, she was like, yeah, you know, um, I get my loans from the bank and they give me 5%. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, on a half a million dollar loan, I'm paying under $2,000. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm like, oh, word. Because on my $315,000, I'm paying them $2,600 a month. So yeah, I, I take that all day. Yeah. So we got on the phone um, yesterday and she's like, literally, she was like her mentor started a game and she just helped him close 11, eight buildings, 11 units a building. I'm like, that's what I'm trying to get to. Like that's 88 units. That's what I'm trying to get to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, right. And she was like, yeah, he has a relationship to the bank. He taught me the game and then introduced me. Voila. Yeah. So just on that conversation that day, she's telling me how to really get the right credit cards for the business. And instead of always going in my pocket, just use the credit cards because you can carry a, you know what I'm saying? Like you can carry a high limit on them for a longer period of time and it won't affect your personal. Like she's just breaking all that down. Some of it I knew, some I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the phone with her yesterday and she's legit walking me through the process of how to set up a company properly mm-hmm. to look amazing for the banks. I'm talking about like detailed stuff where she's like, yo, you don't want more than like 14 characters and you don't want this in the name. And like some of that's like the, like I always knew that when you like when you set up a company, especially real estate, don't ever put real estate in the name. The banks ain't yeah. gonna lend you money. You know what I'm saying? Like you look wild risky. But like she's telling me all that, but then she's like breaking it down, how many characters I need to have and the reasons why I need that. Like for like and how many characters, like as far as like letters in the name of the, of the, of the business? Or letters in the name. Like, I mean, she was like, she was, and just off of simple, I see you need help and I stop to help you. Yeah. Even if I'm in a rush, I see you need help. So how can I just walk past you and I stop and help? And now she's give, like, she's helping me to set up to where I can graduate from where I'm at to growing the business even further. Because mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I don't have to carry that big expense every month, I can do bigger deals. I can do more deals. More deals. I can start transitioning into these small multifamilies and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like, or, like she's telling me how many inquiries you need to have in your credit. She's like, yo, you don't want to have more than three inquiries in your credit for the year. And you don't want to carry more than a 15% balance on any of your credit cards. Like she's like, like legit breaking it down to me how to look real good for these big banks to get mm-hmm. these big loans with low interest. And that's just off a simple conversation of just trying to help someone else. Trying to help somebody. Yeah. Right. You can't help people. Not because it's coming back, because that's just the right thing to do. It's a right. good thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So and I mean, that's then, how we grow the people. That is dope. That's a blessing. Wow. Oh, I'm going to get her on here too. Like I talked to her about yeah. like the way she was giving me game. I'm like, yo, people need to hear this. Like, because mm-hmm. I've never heard this. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the podcasts I've been watching everything I've been hearing going on. And like, she grew up in the city, mm-hmm. like the rest of us, but she went to Howard and she'd been flipping on and off for 20 years, but she had a mentor that really gave her the game and that really set her up. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I was like, yeah, bro, I really need to get you on here. Like whenever you get a chance, she's like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, and it's crazy. Cause I mean, it's dope. I mean, even to your point about pouring into people, her mentor poured into her and she was able to help him just lock in 88 units. You know what I mean? 
like that's huge. That's dope. That's fire right there, man. So and mm-hmm. and, he, and and these are black people that we're talking about. So it's like yeah, so yeah, yeah. 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 And, and like yeah. I mean, like like that to me is I mean it's fire, man. Because like a lot of folks don't know or or feel like our community isn't capable of doing these things, so they're not possible or they out of reach. And they are. It is possible. They are in the community. They are out here doing it, and they may, they might not be on a gram or on Twitter or on Facebook or on Clubhouse, but they out here. And I think like that's something folks got to realize, man. Like, yo, like people are doing great things out here. And even to the original point, man, like, yo, just do, just do good things, be a good person, help people out. And that's how you get tapped into other great things. Cause yeah. Man. And, and bro, that's kind of what it was. Cause like I saw her earlier kind of looking around, not really fumbling, but like you can tell that she wasn't sure of where things were. And I, like, I've been going to this spot now for like 11 years. So I come in, boom, I go sign in, I get my boom and I'm gone again. You know what I'm saying? She's in there trying to figure out where to sign in. But I, I was paying attention, but I really wasn't paying attention that much. So so then when I seen her again, I'm like, yo, I missed the opportunity before to give her a hand. So let me help her out now. And then she started asking me about the auction. I'm like, okay, I see. It is your first time coming here. So I'm telling her all the things she can get, all the crazy deals I've gotten over the time at that place. Cause like, I've literally bought, uh, 30, it was a 3,700 Gen Air French door refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I bought it there one time. I've gotten refrigerators for deals all the time, but this one, the it's a $3,700 refrigerator, brand spanking new. Mm-hmm. I got it for 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. It wasn't cooling. Yeah. They was like, yo, we don't know why it's not cooling. It's not cooling. And then they start auctioning it off and ain't nobody want to bid on it. I spend that money every time because if I lose it, okay, so what? Yeah. It's 250. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I hit, oh, I'm gonna hit big. So yeah. I, I, I got it for 250. I took it back to my and matter of fact, I put that in the first rental property too. Nice. I took it back to the rental property and I covered it up in plastic because they were still, you know what I'm saying, like doing construction. Mm-hmm. And um I put it in there and uh I called Jen Air. They send um they sent a tech out, he ordered a part with under a week. It was working like, like brand spanking new. It was still on the factory warranty and everything. Nice. And I just left it in there. And um, I ended up renting that house to a really dope family. Um, a really dope family, a guy, his wife, and they had three young boys at the time. Mm-hmm. And- Was the folks at Trampoline? Yes, them. And yeah. a couple of months after he moved in, he found his wife was pregnant again and they had another boy. So I got, wow. so I got four, Four Christmas gifts I need to buy for four little boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another key too. Take care of your tenants, man. Take care of your tenants. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, they're paying, they're paying for your property. Like they're literally paying off your house and kicking you back extra money that you ain't got to work for. So just take care of them, especially if they take whether or not they're taking care of your place, which they should be, but take care mm-hmm. of your tenants. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when they first walked through that place, bro. Like once they they moved in right before we were finished working. Like we wasn't even done working yet. Like, <laughs> bro, we legit wasn't done working yet. And um, um, he signed the lease. And that taught me, cause in my head, I'm like, yo, it's gotta be a way around this little system because once you're done doing the work on a house, um, you have to put a tenant in there before you can do your cash out refinance. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know at the time that you have to have a tenant, like a signed agreement for, the hard money to pay you the little bit of money they had left for you. I'm saying like whatever they had left on your, I'm saying like on your final draw, they give that to you once you have a signed lease. Mm-hmm. 
So I was like, oh, okay, cool. But I figured that out because he signed the lease before the work was even done. Yeah. So I'm like, me being me, I think it, man, I'm like, okay, I got to sign lease. The house looks done. Like if you come in, you'll see like little punch outs you got to do, but don't nobody really know that. Yeah. So let me shoot my shot. And, um, and I hit my hard money guys. I'm like, yo, I got to sign a lease. I sent them a copy of the contract and um, told them the tenants moving in. I'm saying I had a moving date and everything, mm-hmm. security deposit, all of that. And, but, but the day he came to sign the lease, um, he brought his three young boys and they were like, Hey dad, is this our house? And he's like, yeah. They're like, yo, no way. He's like, yeah. <laughs> said, like, go pick a room. And like, they were crazy excited. I'm like, yo, I'm doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, what I was doing before didn't really affect me because I wasn't out. I wasn't. I wasn't in the ground in time. Like yeah. I wasn't in the mud with them. So whatever, bro. I'm just. I'm just conducting business. Yeah. It never affected me either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah. But that, bro, that first property, bro. I'm like, yo, I'm doing the right thing. Like I really am because, I mean, I put shaker cabinets in there with the soft closed doors. I did granite countertops. Like I did it all because I want to give my tenants the best product possible. And I, a couple of reasons that, and I also want to give them something awesome so they take care of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I'm sure it's better than where it's coming from. I'm not knocking nobody. I'm just saying like, I try to do, like I would live there. I made, like yeah. I don't, I would live there. And even though it costs me a little more on the appraisal, you get that money back. Yep. Like it's going to appraise higher than the house down the street because they don't have French doors. And they don't have all standing steel appliances and they don't have shaker cabinets with soft closed doors. They don't have quartz or granite. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they just don't. Yeah. And I know the place is going to appraise more. Like all my bathrooms, I tile the entire bathroom, shower walls, everything. Like people will do a little shortcut and put a little, um, the, the little bath fitter shower thing in there. Yeah. And yes, yeah, it's less expensive and you get out of the bathroom faster. But when the appraiser comes through, your place is going to be worth more. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Like it's going to be worth more. Mm-hmm. like before I appraised that house I think houses over there was only appraising for like 165 close to 170 and we got 175 because we put the extra work in and it didn't cost us much to put the extra money in so every dollar we put in we got that back no problem plus some yeah plus some plus and no. then you give it to a nice family and they're happy bro like mm-hmm. cool they're gonna take care of your place you keep it moving you ain't gotta sweat them yeah and that, like, I was actually I was kind of talking about that too, man. Um, so in the spaces, as far as just helping, like as far as like how you fix them in the place and also just finding the right tenants to get it, to get up in the spot because you want tenants who are going to, one, appreciate your spot and take care of it, but they only do that when they see the work and the time that you put into to making a nice space for them. You know what I mean? So yeah. Right. You do the due, you know what I'm saying? Like you do the due diligence and they're going to take care of your place because they know that, yo, you spent money on this. Mm-hmm. So you may spend money for them to go destroy it. And mm-hmm. you know they're gonna take care of it. Facts, man. But if it's about to make they definitely gonna take care of it. Super facts, man. Super facts. So all right, so we covered your first deal onto the deal that you that you just did now with sis. We we, we kind of got got into got, got to hear about you being benevolent and pouring into people and also seeing how when you pay it forward, you, you sometimes you get it back weeks, months, years down the line. Sometimes sometimes you get it back immediately, which which is yeah. dope, you know what I'm saying? But then I think that all of that, this is actually a perfect segue. All of that goes into the last point of what we want to talk about is the mindset, the mindset and just how you even get into doing what you're doing, man. So like, 
like what is the what is the mindset part that that I mean we discuss it all the time. Me and you got similar mindsets, but for those mm-hmm. who just tap in and kind of don't know, and damn, I need to get me a coconut water. That's off topic though. <laughs> oh, refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know, man. But um, uh, but but yeah, man. So what is the what is the mindset that that really helped you? You know what I'm saying to, to kind of kind of just lock in on what you're doing now. Um, what well, kind of what we doing now, bro? I ain't trying to sound cocky, but mm-hmm. I, know. I always been that nigga, man. You know, <laughs> bro. I'm just saying, bro. Like I know I'm ill, son. Like ain't no way around it, cause yeah. bro, ain't no way around it, son. Like, yeah. I just know who I am, you know what I'm saying, and I'm just confident in that fact. Um, I don't try to flaunt like I do like I like you know I'm saying I pop my ish mm-hmm. around my folks just to be funny mm-hmm. but like I just know who I am son because um so, side note sorry to cut you bro I'm gonna tell you how wild this is dog a lot of people don't even know this story but one I mean you know we've been we, we've been brothers forever but we got separated for you know I'm saying for a while because I mean we didn't even have no contact information and none of that type of stuff like that but I remember when I was like, yo, I miss my big brothers. Let me see if I can find these dudes. Somehow, somewhere, I got to find them, right? I get on MySpace, and I'm, I'm typing in Gregory Grant, Gary Grant, trying to find both of y'all and, and, and see where y'all are at. And I'm, I must have messaged, I don't know, five, ten people. But I remember going to y'all profile, you and Jeezy profile, and being like, yo, these dudes look cool. Now, I'm cool, but they cool like I'm cool. And That's a fact, bro. That's <laughs> I was like, fact, yo, I'm like, yo, my little brother, yo, my little brother kind of fly. I ain't gonna lie. So I can show off the short. I'm like, yo, I can't wait till he come visit. I think at the time, you was in Cali at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when I found you, I was I was still in Florida, but I was about to move to Cali. You're right. Yeah, 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 exactly right. But um, to answer your question, bro, I just know who I was in the mm-hmm. sense of. I'm not saying I don't have doubts at times, but I think back these and like this, a lot of this stuff I can't speak on, but I think back of the things I was able to think through and put together. Come on, son. If I can do that, ain't nothing I can't do. And um and with the mindset, don't let nobody kill, like don't like don't let nobody try to kill your dreams. Half the time, don't even share it. Just do you. And when it happened, they'd be like, oh, all right, he popping. Or, oh, he knew what he was doing. Because a lot of people are going to tell you, oh, bro, you can't do it. Or you can't this. Example, I had dinner with some homies. They're dudes I know. I wouldn't necessarily call them homies. I mean, they were homies, but whatever. Yeah. Um, a couple nights ago um, for my son's 16th birthday, right? And, you know, I'm just getting back. And both of them, well, one did fair time, another one did state time, right? But like here, no, actually yeah. one, one was, I said, but I mean, fair time, fair time, but like one did state time here, right? Mm-hmm. So we having that conversation about our lockers, you know what I'm saying? Not wanting to go to child and say we're going to eat out our locker and fake stunting in prison, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a thing where you can fake stunt there because you can actually be prison rich because yeah. a lot of dudes are really prison poor, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if you always got it, like, and even in there, right, me, my boy Dez, my boy JC, 
and my boy David. David's older than us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we would like we like we all ended up in a dorm together at one point. So we would like take turns, and like we'll see dudes that ain't got nothing like that. Like the people that send them nothing. So we'll like go to the canteen. Let's go, bro. Just make a listen. Get it to me. Mm-hmm. I got you. You know what I mean? So like we'll just take turns just buying guys stuff. Um, just because it's the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, think I don't know you. I'm probably never gonna see you again. Like half these dudes got a whole elbow. They're not going nowhere. But if you can afford to do it, right? They ain't gonna care to do it. So why not do it? So um, but I mean, so like I said, bro, that's just kind of how we always been. But um, so we talking about that whole process, and I'm telling them there was like. Yeah, so I'm like, but so I'm explaining to him saying, yeah, I get up at 4.30, eat at 5, be at the back to go out to work by like 5.30, 6 o'clock. And he's like, yeah, but how much are they paying you? I'm like, bro, you ain't getting paid. He's like, nah, they're not paying you like X amount of cents or like whatever it was. I'm like, nah, nigga. Not bad. I'm like, nah, bro, you're not getting paid, son. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's straight up slave labor. Yeah. So we have this conversation. There's like, nah, you tripping. So if you don't go to work, I'm like, if you don't go to work, you go to the box. I need to work this blue phone. I got business to handle. I'm not trying to go to the box. So if I go sit out in the sun for a couple of hours, all right, and I come back. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So we talk, you know what I'm saying? We talk about all of that. Um, and, um, then, um, so I'm telling them, like, yo, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm good on all of that. Because, like, dudes still living how they living. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm like, yeah, nah, bro, I'm good on all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't living like that no more. Like, it just ain't for me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, then one dude was like, yeah, I'll give you six months and see what you're saying. And one, I, off top, I'm like, bro, that's some sucker-ish. Yeah. Some hateful-ish. But then I realized it may not be. It's just yeah. a mindset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, so and I mean, and, and, and like, they took it off the table for me. And, and I mean, and most of the most of the time, I mean, I mean, it it is like some not really hateful, but just some, some like semi ignorant, but also not ignorant because statistically, most cats get out of the situation and they end up right back in it. But it's, but that's because ninety nine percent of folks didn't really have other business and stuff like like you had. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. you know my my uh, social worker actually to reach out to her. She was like, man, I want you to keep in touch. Cause everybody be like, yo, she was wild, nasty. I'm like, she was always straight with me because I dealt with respect. And um, she was like, she would, so she was doing, like, she was processing me out uh, probably like two, three weeks before. And she's like, most, um, she refused to set, let guys go home with no address. Because if they have no address, they're going to the homeless shelter. And if they go to a homeless shelter, within six weeks, they're back in again, back in the system. Yeah. So she don't want that, so she don't let them go unless they have an address. And she'd yeah. be on your head to get an address. So I, you know what I'm saying, like, I get what you're saying. Actually, never, I, I think I thought about it, but just not really, because it ain't really part of me. Yeah. So anywho, I look homeboy in the face. I'm like, yo, bruh, I hear what you're saying, son. But if I stopped cold turkey mm-hmm. in 18, bruh, six months came and gone how many times? Yeah. When I said I'm done, bro, I'm done. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was like, uh, then it was like, uh, I mean, I guess you can do it. 
if you change your lifestyle and live below your means, I'm like, bruh, I'm ill. Yeah. I'm going to win in whatever I do because I'm determined to win. Yeah. And I don't just guess at it. I take yeah. the time to learn what I'm doing and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it right. So yeah. I'm like, yo, bro. And they just didn't understand it. I'm like, yo, bro. I went from, because like, I get to that. But like, I'm like, yo, bro. I went from bricks to brick buildings. You make the same money. It may not come as fast at times, but I'm telling you, I make the same bread. Yeah. So I hear you. Like what I was in, they had um, they had like a roll, <laughs> they had like a Rolex Christmas, I believe it was. So yeah. like they were buying all their their girl or their whoever, they're just buying rollies and all yeah. of that. That's cool. I'm not knocking you. Yeah. I can do that too if I wanted to. For me, it don't make no sense. Yeah. Not now. I mean, you better write when it's investment, but right now, bro, I'm ain't nobody around me tripping off none of that. Like you got yeah. that. If you want it, you got it. But who cares? Like if the price go up, I sell it tomorrow. Like what are we talking about? You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like they just couldn't understand. I'm like, yo, bro, you made the same money. Yeah. Like some, and like I was like that where, like some people get addicted. Like Jay said it too. Like some people get addicted to making the bread. Mm-hmm. So I look at it as just that, like they're addicted to making the bread because ain't none of them broke. Like I ain't gonna bluff you and tell you they broke. They're not. Yeah. But they just don't see it, and they don't have the mindset to say, oh, I can do something else. Yeah. Like they like one of them got a couple other things going on, and actually both of them got a couple other things going on, but their main focus is still that. Bro, my focus ain't on that no more at all. Yeah. It sounds good, but it don't mean nothing to me, son. Like it don't. Yeah. It really don't. Like, and I left and like I'm laying there tonight. Like I it didn't bug me. I just was dumbfounded at the fact that how you not get it. And I'm like, we all like as men. We're pretty logical, you know. What I mean, one plus one is two, ain't no way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, not like we're not really like through through our thought process of business, we're not really that emotional, at least most of us ain't right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how do you not see it? Like, I can show you how to make a hundred million in the streets, mm-hmm. but what comes with that? A whole lot of BS, and probably some bodies gonna come with that too. Like, ain't none of it making sense to me. And the time, like the time is gonna take you to do that. Like, I don't know, like I did what I did for a while. So I've lost a lot and I've made a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I can see where I can make that make sense over a very long period of time. But I can show you like three or four years, a hundred million in real estate. It ain't impossible. Yep. Like legit, hundred million. You ain't gotta wash your money. You ain't gotta hide it from nobody. And you can go buy what you want. Like we was even talking about, and then I laughed at him. I'm like, so. Before I left, the dude that say, well, anyway, like one of them had a new range. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they can legit buy whatever they want. They just yeah. don't. You know what I mean? Because like we came up off, bro, you don't want to show you got bread for real because then everybody going to know where the hell this coming from or the yeah. people going to ask questions to see you driving. So anyway, I'm like, yo, how y'all feel about that new range? One of them's like, yeah, I like it. You know what I'm saying? I like all the features in this, that, and third, but I ain't gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. And then, no, 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 no. He didn't say it. He's like, you know what I'm saying? He liked the features. The other one was like, I ain't buying it. And he had the last one. He was like, man, it just looked funny pulling up on job sites and this, that, and the third. And, and then people seeing you and, you know what I'm saying? You just riding around. And I'm like, I hear you. And I feel you. When I live like that, I don't want nobody asking me nothing. Yeah. Not nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I'm gonna answer for you, bro. So I don't want you to ask me nothing. But now the way I live, I can buy whatever. all of it. I can buy whatever. Mm-hmm. Like legit whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I can justify it, I can show where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. But living like that, I couldn't. Like, I mean, I legit one year almost, it's like mid 2000s when the um the Bentley Flying Spur came out. Mm-hmm. I was gonna get one. Like in, like I was retarded, but I was gonna get one. Like <laughs> in my mind, I'm buying it. I'm like, yeah, bro, I, I'm gonna buy it. And yeah. um I think Jab talked me out of it. He was like, bro, that don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. And what he said was absolutely right, but now I don't have to second guess. If I want it and I can afford it, I can buy it because okay, I'm really doing things that are right. Mm-hmm. And I'm really being successful at what I'm doing. So what's gonna stop me from doing it other than yeah. me? Like yeah. only reason I'm not gonna buy it is if I don't want it mm-hmm. or I can't afford it. And if I keep mm-hmm. pushing, it's not gonna stop me from affording it. So mm-hmm. Facts. I, it just I mean it's just a matter, but like hopefully. With these conversations, we can help change people's mindsets and show them that, bro, it's really possible. Like I'm mm-hmm. really, like I'm not telling you because it sounds good. I'm telling you because I'm doing it, like mm-hmm. legit. Yeah. And every time we close, we gonna talk about it. Like we gonna show you that it's possible. Not bragging, but bro, I break down the deals. I tell you what it cost me and what it cost my partner, or if I did it by myself, however it is. Even if I have two or three partners, I still got it done. But I'm just yeah. saying, like you can do it. Like even if you don't have the capital to do it, then it's your job to go get the information. Get mm-hmm. all the information. So therefore, your partner with the capital don't have to do anything if they don't want to, because now we're on equal footing. You because the, I'm bringing all the information. Again. Yeah, you bring I'm the knowledge again, the capital. Right. right, and you bring the capital to get it done. Or you bring the knowledge and the connections and get it done. Or you know how to manage a project and get it done. But like, dude saying they can't get in, like, um. I do that, man. I'm like, bro, there's so many ways to get in the game. Like, anytime you want, bro. Like, I'm out here on the job site. Pull up on me. I have conversations with you all day. But it's a million ways to get in the game if you really want to get in. And if you're dead serious. And, and then, um, this is what I love about him. Bro ain't playing. Like, he really be taking it serious. Like, the information you, you know what I'm saying, like you sent, um, I sent him, but he's studying. He's getting to it. And this deal I bought on Wednesday, um, when I looked at the HUD, mm. it was from a wholesaler. Mm. See, so so the wholesaler got the <laughs> the wholesaler got the house on the contract for sixty three thousand dollars. I bought it for ninety five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Wholesaler made twenty two thousand dollars. And so my so my agent was like, "Man, we got to stay away from these auction properties because, I mean, you pay twenty two thousand over." Yeah. Nah. He hustled and made that happen. I'm not watching his pockets. I still got a good deal. If I got it at 63, bro, I'd have got an amazing deal. Yeah, but I still got a good deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm not knocking it for making his money. Like for me, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's a numbers game. And the numbers still made sense. Still made sense. Yeah. I'd have had 22000 extra in my pocket, but the numbers still made sense. So I can't be mad at him. He's doing and his job. I'm doing mine. Just like I couldn't be mad at the to lock me up. You're doing yeah. your job. I was doing yeah. mine. I was it's, it's funny. It's funny you say that too, because um I did a I did a consultation with a guy yesterday. We were talking about different sales and stuff like that. Um, and I was on this Twitter space and I was discussing uh vertical integration, right? But I was discussing vertical integration from a from a from the from the point of when I was in music. So we were um we had I had a recording studio in the crib, recording my own stuff, engineering my own stuff. I was putting my own shows together. We had our own merch, so like we owned each part of the process. You know what I mean? So 
So he was asking me on a consultation call. He was like, yo, so you mentioned vertical integration in music, but how are you doing it? Or, or how would you he's, how would you do it in real estate? And I was like, well, yo, how we're planning to kind of do it is like, yo, well, one, we, um, we, we're going to build our own wholesale operation so that we can have access to the deals first, right? Then we have the option of if we want to buy and hold it or if we want to flip it or we can off, offload those to somebody else, you know what I'm saying? So we mm-hmm. own the initial part of the process. Then we actually are you know going to rehab and have our own rehab team do the whole thing or, or contract to the general contractor. So that's our whole thing. So on that part of the process, then find the tenants ourselves. We ain't even got to find a property manager for that or find a tenant ourselves, get a tenant in there, then own it, rehab it. I mean, I mean, refinance it, then go on to the next part of the deal. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, like that's also, I mean, so to your point, like, yo, you can't even knock the wholesaler because they're doing their job. And that's just, that's where we are in the business right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's good. And- like right now I'm building out a construction team. Like I legit got a good crew and just got to keep them working. And dude's excited right now. Cause I'm like, yo bro, I got three coming just on my end. I just had my home girl buy a house. You doing hers as well. And yeah, as soon as one of these is done, we still got to put up that eight unit right next door and I'm still buying more deals. Like, so I'm building out that aspect of it and learning more about construction management. So, I mean, Back to that conversation, I was saying, I was like, yeah, um, I was looking for a dump trailer to buy so that on the smaller projects, we don't have to get a dumpster. Yeah. I could, you know I'm saying? We can just fill that up and go dump it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying, one of the dudes was like, you can't, um, you can't have it all or you can't win it all or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good, but you really can. Like, if you're really serious, like if you're dead serious about what you're doing, Mm-hmm. And and you're trying to scale your business and really make money, bro. What's stopping you from doing it? Exactly. Like really, what's stopping you? Nothing has stopped me from driving to the dump, bro. I'm not loading it. My mm-hmm. guy's loading it. All I gotta do is dump it. Yeah. But that can save me between twenty five and fifty thousand for the year. Why am I pissing that away in the wind? That don't make no sense. Exactly. To me. Yeah, you should have told me. You I'm can. Trying, I can. <laughs> you you know see, bro, the Bible. The Bible once said, um, the Bible once said, the Bible says <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to take a mama um to take a baby bear, uh, a cub from a mama bear than it is to argue the fool. And I'm not saying the dudes I was talking to were foolish. I'm just saying That's if you're not know. listening, why am I talking? Yeah. So I hear you. Watch me work. Yeah. I can show you better than I can tell you. So, like, what are we talking about? Yep. That's what it's about, man. So, yeah. damn. So, I think we probably about an hour now, and we hit on all points. That was major game. So, you heard everything, man. You heard how how the first deal went, the mistakes that were made, also a lot of the wins that came out of that, and the lessons that were learned out of that, and also how now we got big shout out to Big Sis Peaches in the game making it happen. You know what I mean? Oh, and on that huh. first deal, right? Peep game huh. bought that house. November 2018, mm-hmm. right? I put a tenant in there by March. Mm-hmm. So from March up until now, the tenant's been paying my mortgage. You know what I mean, um, and like I said, mortgage is eight, rent is- 16, right? 16, boom. Now with all the value of properties going up and the house being in my, so when I started, I was putting everything in my personal name because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to run it up. Yeah. Like, I got time to set up a business and wait for that to come through. I'm trying to get to it now, not 
like now, right now. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm back and back into the inside, like doing what I'm doing, I'm transitioning though, like all the properties that I have in my name out of my name because, right, because my debt, like one, my debt load looks crazy with all them properties, but two, um, if anything ever go wrong, I'm protecting myself and my personal assets, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that the fact that I bought in it, I bought it in 18, bro. And from 18 to now, that property has increased in value. It's like 60 something over 70,000 in the mm-hmm. so like an actual period of time. So with me transitioning out of my name, I can either do a cash out refi or a HELOC. Instead of bringing my mortgage up, I keep it right where it's at. So mm-hmm. I did a so refi. For those of y'all who don't know what a HELOC is, that's a home equity line of credit. Look it up. We'll probably break it down if you want, but yeah. Yeah, right. So I'm doing a HELOC where I have that money sitting. I'm pulling out like 30, exact number, Mm $34,200.12. I'm going to get in the HELOC. And I'm just having that money sitting. So So if I needed to go bust a play, it's there. Hold you know on. I mean? So are, so are you telling me that you about to pull out 30 something and you not about to go buy a couple rollies? Is that what you is that what you're saying right now? Facts. <laughs> I'm legit about to either put some money on that and go buy a truck or just let it sit until I have a couple more plays coming in. But and then I'm waiting to see what the market's gonna do this summer. Like I don't don't want to sound like a vulture, but I think a lot of these foreclosures are gonna hit the market. So I'm kind of building my war chest. The game is the game. Like we seen, we seen this whole thing play out in 2008, Mm -hmm. but we weren't smart enough or no, we just didn't have the information to make things happen. So now I'm just waiting. So I'm just kind of stacking up, but I'm just, and then on top of that, right. I paid down, I I, I paid down the principal on the mortgage. So my new mortgage is actually less. It's -hmm. like six something like 675. Mm -hmm. I'm still getting, but I'm, but like my rent's still the same. I'm still getting mm-hmm. sixteen hundred, yeah. and then I have this extra thirty something thousand just sitting in the cut, mm-hmm. waiting for me to do what I need to do with it. Yeah. So but. so 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 that's so just just so y'all know, right? One, he's got the equity which has been going up, making money that way, right? Also, it was cash flowing eight hundred a month. Now it's cash flowing essentially a stack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, basically, it's a stack. Yeah. yeah. So so it's cash flowing a stack. And you got the, you got like thirty something thousand in equity because the property went up 70 percent. So it's like, yo, these are the ways to generate money and build wealth in real estate, man. And like, like that's what's possible. And it didn't cost me a dollar. Like I haven't paid that mortgage not one time, not once. Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. paid that mortgage. My tenant's been right. paying it down for me, and he's an awesome guy. And I'm gonna definitely buy his kids awesome Christmas gifts because mm-hmm. he's a dope dude, and his kids are awesome. And mm-hmm. that house. When my daughter Logan is 18 and she graduate, I put on a 15 year mortgage. It'd be paid off, mm-hmm. and it would have and it would have it would well actually I have all the equity in there, but the house would be worth more than it was today. Mm-hmm. So that's just cash for her to play with, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we'll get into this in um in another episode, but I kind of by like 2023, mm-hmm. I want to buy. I want to at least buy one house a year for each of them mm-hmm. for the next 10 or 13 years. So when they're quote unquote adults at 18 and going to college or whatever, they would 
have at least third 14 rental properties apiece, mm-hmm. just cash on. So yep. And then yeah. and then on top of that, too, that's a major win because when you buy properties for them for their birthdays, I mean, one, I mean, they could, of course, I already know, like they can get whatever they ever need from you, but at the same time, those properties can fund their lifestyles and then also fund, fund their lifestyles as they grow now. But then when they actually do become, when they, when they turn 18, they'll have, they'll have an actual portfolio of their own to snowball and do even bigger things. You know what I mean? So like, yo, like that's another reason why we got this podcast, man. I mean, generational wealth, changing the game. And that's why, that's why I love what we're doing. Cause one, not only are we, you know what I'm saying building generational wealth. I think in a lot of ways, like yo, like for for y'all who are listening and for those who who, who want to get in the game, what it's about is not only building generational wealth, but yo, breaking generational curses, man. Whatever whatever you thought you couldn't do, you know what I'm saying, for yourself, yo, not only can you do it for yourself, you can do it for your kids and your kids, 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 and really change the whole trajectory of your family, man. Like that's what this is about. The game is the game, it's out here for you. And like you said, it wasn't that we weren't smart enough. It's just that we didn't have the information. So the reason why we're doing this podcast is one, I, mean, I, I, I could talk shit on Zoom with my brother all day, you know what I mean? But it's for, it's for, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, but it's for us to, uh, to, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there cursing. Sorry, Peaches and mom and all y'all. <laughs> if you listen, <laughs> we love y'all. Um, but, uh, but I mean, what it, what it's about is like, yo, like, real estate game, marketing game, tech game for y'all to soak up and learn and put into action for yourself, man. Cause like, yo, we can change our situations and it ain't, we ain't got to all be in the street and doing whatever we're doing, man. Like we can do legit business and make great things happen, man. So that's what it's about, man. So yo, big bro, anything else you want to say to the people? Be careful the circle you keep. Stay focused on your dreams. And don't let nobody try to kill it. Like, if you know you can do it, bro, ain't nobody out here going to tell you you can't do it. Because I'm telling you, can't nobody tell me I can't do nothing. If I set my mind to it, bro, it's going to get done. Mm-hmm. And you can do it too. Just don't let nobody kill your dreams. Like, people out there, they will kill your dreams. Because if you if you get up and you're successful with what you're doing, they don't have excuses anymore. They can't say, oh, the man holding me down. Oh, the system set up against me. Nah, because both of y'all came from the mud and you did it. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to look themselves in the mirror and be like, yo, bro, I just been BSing. And it's easier to snuff your dreams out than to look yourself in the mirror. Well, not you, but them to look themselves in the mirror and say, yo, bro, mm-hmm. I've been BSing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got to get my life together. Mm-hmm. But don't let nobody kill your dreams. But have time, keep it to yourself and just show yeah. and prove. Because, like, I've been, like, I remember I was telling homies that I'm, I'm going to real estate, they're like, yo, you bugging. But once it's working, they want to do it. And I'm cool with that. Like, yeah. but I just know I've learned I had to show and prove, like, no matter who it is. Like, even with my mom, I'd be like, yo, what you doing with these properties? Yo, you should do this, you should do that. But she don't listen. Mm-hmm. So I just be knocking them out. It's like, yo, um, what number you at now? Like six. Yeah. It's knocking them out. Where you at now? Eight. Like, yeah. Obviously, I'm doing something right. You know what I'm saying? So now we have those conversations and it makes me feel really good because I'm not, like mom's built a business from nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the old ways don't technically work anymore. And it's a lot of things you didn't know, but I know them now. Mm-hmm. But 
she see me doing the right thing and being successful at it. So now she trusts my advice. Yeah. So keep pushing. Yeah. You know, it's funny, man. And like one of my boys uh, said the same thing too. He's like, man, like it ain't really, it ain't really your family's job to always believe in you. It's your job to get out there and show and prove and, and let them know, okay, cool. Like, nah, I, I did, I, my plan is working and it is what it is now. And when you actually do execute like that, that's when their belief not only for you comes in, but their but the respect also increases too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, mm-hmm. I can't even add no more to that, bro. That's game right there, man. So yo, this is officially episode four of the Brick by Brick podcast. My big bro just kind of broke it down how we doing it, brick by brick and building it, man. So like that's on the that's on the real estate hard hard asset side from hard money to the bank financing. We definitely got to get your homegirl on because you're like like that's a whole racket game she was giving you bro, that's a whole bro, that's a whole play yeah like, yeah i was mind blown i'm like you're awesome like yeah respectfully like you're awesome son yeah, so, yeah we're gonna grow and 100 million dollars that's before, the first goal for 2025 100 million dollars bro let's go that's like, that's that's the first goal you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um so on so we, we talking about that then i'll give you a little piece of next episode so we talked about the the, the hard the hard uh the brick and mortar businesses and, and, and investments. So my side is more of the tech side. So we're gonna get into no Airbnb, what, what the process has been like building that up. You know what I'm saying? From the from like yo, I love how you were talking about project management as far as just getting the getting the the the, the homes rehabbed and, and built up. But um I've I've been learning project management just from a tech uh ceo side you know what i mean so we're definitely gonna get into that because there's so many parallels for what you was talking about man but like yo episode four appreciate y'all for, for tapping into it with us man we got the the merch coming soon if it's not up by now by the time i take this episode out and uh yeah man appreciate y'all and yo big bro love you man another dope episode all right y'all later